And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Against the Spread podcast. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, on the check-in. This is the 2020-2021 NFL season. Um, I'm here with a very special guest, man, a returning guest on the Against the Spread podcast. The stat guy, he's out there in Florida, man, enjoying his new home, man. Shout out to the stat guy. Check-in, stat guy. What you got to say to the people, man? Yeah, hello uh, to my gracious guests and uh, podcast listeners. I have officially moved to the Sunshine State. Uh, But before we start with the football picks, you know, I just want to give a shout out to the NBA because it's been playing off the chain. You know, you have uh, Luka Dantage, uh, TJ Warren, LeBron, the Raptors, Mm -hmm. you know, Dalvin Dame. It's been really a crazy year with the NBA in the bubble, you know, and, and this is on in addition to missing Kevin Durant, Kyrie, the Splash Brothers. Uh, yeah, it's wow. almost like the uh, Kevin Durant and, and the Splash Brothers are not sorely missed. But uh, I think people are just happy to have some sports on TV. Yeah, so the NBA has been going. We're going to get into the NFL. Uh, before we start, uh, I, you know, how do you feel about the uh protests that may or may not happen tonight tonight and throughout the season um i think i think it presents an interesting challenge for the um hold on for the nfl um i just uh was listening to nfl live and they're talking about the the players might stay in the locker room tonight for the national protest um for one i would have to say i'm pretty happy that the nfl players are taking some type of stand for uh, social uh, justice and inequality out there in America because we can't just put sports on and everything goes back to normal as far as the systematic oppression that is facing black people here in America. So I'm happy that the players' minds are right. I'm happy that they're, they're taking a stand. Um, I don't really care how it affects ratings or how any type of white people feel about it as, as, as far as if they're racist or not um, because I, I know that in the past, I think the NFL has kind of struggled with trying to, uh, like, appease everybody. And I think that um, I think that they need to get rid of trying to appease everybody. You know, if you're not standing up for social equality in 2020, then we don't need you as a fan. And I think that that's fine. Yeah, well, well spoken and said. Um, I think the, just from my perspective, I just think the impact will be less than it was you know, four years or five years uh, ago when it really uh, uh, tore a big uh, the nation in, in half, basically. Um, but, you know, I'm all for the players uh, doing what they feel is correct, but I just think the impact is much less if they, even if they do kneel than it would have been, you know, say even three years back. Yeah, absolutely, man. And 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 it's crazy because we're going on four years or something crazy like that since Kaepernick took a stand. And, uh, yeah, man, the the world outside of sports is still going on pretty crazy. Um, Just kind of similar to what Karen Kaepernick uh, kneeled for in the first place. So we're still kind of right back at point A. Um, So I honestly agree with you as far as, you know, the, the impact isn't going to be as crazy as it could have been. I think the NBA took it to a different level um, this year and kind of set the bar really, really high. So I don't really think nothing that the NFL players can really do 
can come out and kind of top what the uh, NBA has done with the Black Lives Matter on the court and on the back of the players' jerseys and, uh, say, the Milwaukee Bucks standing out uh, the night uh, Jacob Blake was shot. So I feel like the bar has already kind of been set very high for that, and there's nothing that the NFL can really do to catch the NBA as far as social justice. So uh, good to talk about uh, all types of different subjects because because sports are interwoven into the fabric of society. So I just wanted to touch really based on that before we get started with these picks. I heard you've been hot down there, you know, as far as some of your your bets going on. Hopefully we can continue with your success. Absolutely, man. I've been killing it on FanDuel since the bubble has started. Uh, Man, we're just going to keep it rolling, man. And that brings me up to week one, NFL 2020 season. We got the defending champs Thursday night, September 10th, 2020, hosting the Houston Texans. This is their ring night. This is the night that they raised the banner in um, Arrowhead Stadium. Um, There's not going to be like full capacity stands, which is a little weird. It's rainy right now in Kansas City. Uh, The line for this game is Kansas City by nine and a half points. Dunko Index has Kansas City by 19. He's going to take the Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs uh, minus nine and a half points. Um, now this is a this is an interesting game because both teams have explosive offenses. Uh, Texans are without DeAndre Hopkins for the first time in years. Um, but at the same time, nine and a half points in, in in NFL is a lot of points to give up, even on an opening night. I think it's a little bit too much to give up to the Texans um, tonight. Um, obviously, there's no preseason. Give me the uh, I would I would take Kansas City money line all day, but uh, give me the Texans here plus nine and a half here. How you feel about yep. that guy? Yeah, I'm gonna be similar. I said that nine is a lot. Kansas City is coming off the Super Bowl win. We all know all their personnel from the, their Super Bowl run last year. The Texans did have them in a headlock early uh, second quarter of their playoff game, uh, but. Uh, you know, Bill O'Brien for the Houston Texans, the head coach, he's on the hot seat. You know, he had to shell out two, 20, uh, uh, $22 million for Larry Tunsil. Uh, you know, he traded away uh, Hopkins, as you mentioned. Um, they still have a lot of talent. I know what Watson just signed for the four-year $160 million. You know, so he's going to be settled in as a franchise quarterback there in Houston. I'll take Houston reluctantly with the points, but Kansas City's going to be on fire. They're going to come off of their Super Bowl high. Uh, But they're loaded at every position, wide receivers. I know they drafted a uh, a running back out of LSU, you know, and they're consistently winning, you know, your 11, 12, uh, 13 games per year the last four or five years. But give me Houston with those nine juicy points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, definitely Kansas City should roll tonight. Nine and a half. You know, I, I feel like the first game back is always a competitive one. Uh, when the NFL is always is back, you know. Week one, opening night, is usually decided by like a field goal or less, you know what I mean, half the time. Just because just the theater is so good, you know what I mean, in NFL. Everyone knows NFL. The theater is so good. And say if you're down by 10 with, what, two, three minutes left, there's no telling what Houston could do if they're down to, to possibly come back. We've seen some late game heroes by Deshaun Watson. So that, I just feel like nine and a half points is a little bit too much for week one opening night. Uh, we can move on, though, to the next game. Seattle at Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are going to be without fans. We haven't even discussed the fact that the NFL is going to be without fans for the first couple first couple weeks. But um, 
Vegas has Seattle on the road by one and a half. Dunko Index has uh, Atlanta by six and a half. He's going to go with the Falcons plus one and a half. I don't, I'm not going to join him in that assessment. I think Seattle, um, they lost Clowney, but uh, I think uh, Russell Wilson, he was voted by the top players in the league as a top five NFL player. I think he's going to continue that stretch. Um, I think Seattle rolls here in Atlanta big time. They big win here um, against the Falcons week one. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm actually going to disagree with you, uh, uh, gracious guest uh, host. Um, I think that Atlanta really came on strong last year. I know they were like 6-2 and two, like their last eight. Uh, they got Grady Jackson on the defensive line. He's in beast mode. You know, I know they signed uh, Dante Fowler. Uh, and they got uh, Todd Gurley, which, mm. again, hopefully in the beginning of the year he's okay before those knees start to creak. But I think he's going to be okay. He's a great, not a great addition. He's a good addition. Uh, Dan Quinn saved his freaking job with the with the Falcons uh, with his last season push. But as you mentioned, Seattle with Russell uh, Wilson, you know, and crooked uh, Pete Carroll, uh, are a fantastic combination. They added Greg Olson at the tight end position. They got these running backs that they're getting off the garbage heap and producing. Uh, but I'm going to go with Atlanta uh, because of their uh, late uh, uh, season burst last year. You got Matt Ryan doing his thing. You got freaking Julio Jones is an all-time, all-time player. Give me the Falcons. Okay, that's respectable, man. Let's move on to the next game. We got the Eagles at the Washington, the formerly known Washington Redskins. Now they're just known as the Washington football team. Um, we'll get into that, uh, but the Vegas line has the Eagles on the road going in, going into D.C. Favored by 6.5 points, almost a touchdown. Dunko Index only has the Eagles favored by 1.5. He's going to go with Washington, 6.5 uh, plus at home. Uh, I'm not going to join him in that assessment. I think I'm going to pull up my first money line of the day. Um, I know this is against the spread podcast, but we got to be realistic. I'm not sure what the Redskins game plan here is. You know, they tra- they drafted second overall Chase Young out of Ohio State. They changed their logo. They changed their whole franchise mascot to just nothing as the Washington football team. Um, Look, the Eagles, you know, they just have a better pedigree as of late over the past three, four years than the Redskins. I'm going to trust them week one coming out in 2020 uh, with no preseason games, anything like that, to beat the Washington Redskins. How do you see this game, stat guy? Yeah, this is what makes the NFL so fascinating. You know, we've only gone over two or three games, and we could have talked maybe 10 minutes already with this name change. That's a whole podcast by itself. But let's stay focused. I think the... Uh, Washington franchise is hot, hot garbage. You know, they have three wins over like the last year. And how do they even win three games? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Give me Philly. You know, you got Carson Wentz. What do you feel about him? Because I know he was almost damn near the MVP of the year. He got hurt and then he won the Super Bowl. Uh, and he hasn't been the same he since. He really though. hasn't really shown. He yeah. was nine a week, nine and seven. He took the division because of you know the, the other uh, teams didn't step up. Um, but what's your what's your thought on wins? Because I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pick Philly in this game. Uh, no problem. I feel comfortable with that just because of uh, Washington being in the dumps. Uh, you know, from the top, dot, 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 Dan Snyder all the way down. But you know, wins is the key for Philly. Absolutely, and, and it's funny because 
Carson Wentz hasn't really shown that MVP caliber since he's been injured, and they've won that Super Bowl. So it's kind of been he's kind of been mediocre. You could possibly blame the offensive line not being as strong as it could have been. You know, he's out there running for his life. Some sometimes I feel like when I watch the Eagles play, but at the same time, um, they did draft Jalen Hurts at quarterback, which was I thought was an interesting move by the Eagles. Um, so they got Jalen Hurts kind of breathing down his neck. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz is their big money guy. So let's not get let's not get too ahead of ourselves. He makes the big bucks right now uh, for that organization. He's definitely the face of the franchise. But why draft Jalen Hurts then? Um, is Carson Wentz more of an uh, injury risk? I I would definitely say on the on the side of yes. So um, I feel like uh, Carson Wentz might be. Um, I think the job is his. You know what I mean? And even if he starts out bad, the job is still his. But um, he's he might be one injury away from never getting the starting job again if Jalen Hurts comes in and balls, uh, depending on what happens. So I think he's more than capable of getting a win here um, and possibly taking the Eagles back to the playoffs, though. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I, again, I'm going Philly all day uh, as far as just the pick. But it's just I'm just curious because Wentz, you know, he did get the uh, – him and Jared Goff got the big money. You know, they're, they're tagging uh, – a Dak in, in in Dallas, you know, at this particular time where these two other guys got their money up front. Uh, so, but if he can come back to that maybe two years ago, uh, Philly will be in good shape. I know they did lose two offensive linemen, um, and they're kind of reshuffling the deck, you know, up front, and that's where it all counts. So we'll see. But I got Jeff, this is a this is a cakewalk here for in there to you know pencil them in. Absolutely, man, and. and- in previous uh, week ones, Eagles have always covered against the Redskins and, and, and won that game. Um, but let's move on to the next game. We got Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. This is definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Vegas has the Vikings favored at home by 2.5. Dunko Index has Minnesota by 9.5. Um, he's going to go at Minnesota minus 2.5. Now, this is an interesting game um, for me. Obviously, there's the rivalry of the uh, NFC North. Obviously, these teams are rivals. Um, Green Bay still has Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um, they did not give him many weapons in the draft, which I did not like. And Minnesota has been stacking up their guys as far as uh, offensive, de- offensively and defensively. They got rid of Stephon Diggs, which I did not like. Um, this one is a tough one, um, but I think Before I'm going to go with pick, Green I Bay. Have to ask you a question. Before you make your pick, I want to ask you, is Dalvin Cook, is he going to be playing or not? I've been checking, you know, up to date right before we started speaking. Mm-hmm. If he's in, it definitely makes a whole different kind of game. If he's out, it, uh, you know, I'm going to lean with Green Bay because he basically can, he makes Kirk Cousins look a lot better. Um, and if he's out, which I don't think he, I know he's looking for an extension. It's like he's going to, it looks like from the past uh, uh, report on NFL.com six hours ago, it says Dalvin Cook will be out there against the Packers okay. despite no new deal. Yeah, because I know Zeke got the fifteen million. The uh, Bell from the Jets, you know, he's around thirteen or so. Uh, so you know, give the man his money if you can. You know, I don't know what the sa- the, the, the salary cap uh, is in, in in Minnesota, but uh, he definitely is, is somebody. And the coach will definitely Zimmer will have him ready to play for sure. Absolutely, man. Now back to the pick. Um, I'm, I'm I think I'm comfortable 
with I mean I can't believe I, w- I would pick against Aaron Rodgers but I feel like the Minnesota Vikings have been doing a better job at team building than the Packers have over the past few seasons Green Bay obviously has a better quarterback but Minnesota might be better at more positions than the Green Bay Packers so I think week one Minnesota can uh escape here with a victory at home how do you feel how you how do you look at this game yeah and they also the Vikings they signed uh that big boy from Jacksonville um Nagasu, somebody, he wanted out of Jacksonville, so he's he's on that D line with. Are oh, you talking about uh, y- Yannick Ngakwe? He she's from uh, he's Turp Nation. Shout out to Yannick Ngakwe. He went to okay. University of Maryland. Shout out to him. Yeah, so I'm leaning with Green Bay as far as my pick. You know, I know everybody's kind of on the Green Bay is down, but they were 13 and three last year. Mm. You know, they got destroyed by the 49ers in the playoffs, but they beat, they did beat Seattle Seahawks. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a playoff game, uh, give me Aaron Rodgers coming out the back. This is, these all these games, interdivision, are always uh, rival games. So it could go either way. So you know, best, best case scenario, you avoid it, put some money on it, and go to some of these other picks that are a little bit more uh, lower hanging fruit. Absolutely, man. That moves on to the next game. We got the Colts at Jaguars at one o'clock in Jacksonville. Vegas has the Colts by seven. On the road, Dunkel Index has the Colts by 11 over the Jags. He's going to go with the Colts, minus 7. I'm going to join him in that assessment. Um, I think uh, Indianapolis did some good uh, additions this year with uh, Phillip Rivers as their quarterback. In Jacksonville, I'm not sure what their strategy is. They may be tanking for a Trevor, um, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson or another quarterback that they may like. Um, I just don't like the, the, the direction Jacksonville is going in. I think... This is a guaranteed lock, Colts, uh, to cover here against Jacksonville. They're going to win big. Yes. What I said about the Washington franchise, I'm going to also say about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just don't like them. You know, they traded, I think, about 39 to 40 players from last year's squad. You had Jalen Ramsey, Fournette, um... It's, it's, it's crazy down there. So uh, the Colts, they signed uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, Phil Rivers is a proven winner, but he did have 20 picks. You know, you got T.Y. Hilton out there. Um, give me the, the Colts all day. My only question with the, the Colts is, you know, say if this year goes, you know, so-so. You know, you got Phillip Rivers on the one-year deer deal. You know, does Andrew uh, Luck, does he make try to make a comeback, you know, after, you know, basically two years off? I, I'm going to be curious about that. That's that's a conversation for another day, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm interested, though. But go Colts heavy versus the Jags. Absolutely, man. Next game is going to be the Bears at Lions. Bears at Lions. Vegas has the Lions by three at home. Dunko Index favors Chicago, six and a half uh, on the road. He's going to go with Chicago plus three. Um, this one is a tough matchup. Detroit hasn't been able to really get out and and uh, really take control of their division in a long time. Chicago's kind of been on a little treadmill there with Mitchell Trubisky. Some games he plays out of can he plays out of his mind. Other games he's pedestrian. So, um, I really don't like uh what I'm what I'm seeing out of this game. This 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 game could go either way. I'm staying away from this game as far as betting money down. Uh, give me the home team here, Detroit minus three. How do you feel about this game? I'm in agreement. Matthew Stafford early in the year before he gets banged up is phenomenal. He could be a top 
you know, easily. I don't say five because that's it's a, it's, it's rarefied ear up there. But he could be a top ten easy quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I right agree. Personnel around him, uh, but it's Matthew Stafford or bust. You know, Matt Patricia. He's been nine and twenty-two and one since he started. You know, the defense is crazy bad. Uh, and they traded. You know, uh, Darius Darry, yep, Slay. To the Eagles, and, you know, just so they're they're in turmoil on the defensive side, but uh, Matthew can can light it up. Um, the Bears, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in them. That you know, Mac uh, and Trubisky really have to be special players for them to even do anything. Uh, I don't know what uh, their GM uh, Ryan Pace is doing out there. He sucks. They gave Jimmy Graham, who hasn't done anything in two years, they gave him big money. Give me the Lions. Uh, in this particular matchup. Absolutely, absolutely. Next game is going to be the Browns at Ravens. Browns at Ravens. We got Vegas uh, picking the Ravens by nine. By nine points. Uh, Dunkel Index has the uh, Ravens by six and a half. He's going to go with the Cleveland Browns plus nine. Now, usually uh, when I start seeing plus nines and stuff like that, I usually try to go with the team, the underdog, you know. Um, However... The Ravens were known last year, early in the early weeks, to put up a lot of points. They came out and just just started just destroying teams from week one on. Um, and I know that the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens, they split games last year um, in that AFC North rivalry. The Cleveland Browns won once and the Ravens won once. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens uh, minus nine actually covered here by more than two touchdowns against the Browns. Um... And the Browns have a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. The Browns have a lot of talent. I just think that um, the fact that the game is in Baltimore, it's in their comfort zone. It's not going to be a lot of fans either way. But um, just Lamar Jackson in, in his comfort zone, he can put up a lot of points really quickly. Um, give me the Ravens here to cover that nine-point spread. Yeah, I'm going to uh, be on the opposite uh, fence here. Um the Browns, they, I know they were one of the teams that beat the Ravens in the regular season last year. That doesn't say anything because that was last year. You know, and, and, and the Ravens, don't get me wrong, they, they're loaded, you know. Calais uh, Campbell, he's a beast. Um, but the, the Ravens season is going to be based on the playoffs because they were on fire last year and then they fizzled against the Titans, you know. Um you know, they have a great coach in John Harbaugh. You know, they're going to be there. But, I, you know, for, for a betting standpoint, I'm going to take the Browns. You know, you got Baker Mayfield. He's got to step way up. You know, he had 22 TDs and 21 picks. If he cuts those in half, uh, they could go somewhere. They're loaded with talent. Miles Garrett, my guy. Uh, you know, they got Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. They gave Kareem Hunt a couple a couple money little bit of money but they gotta start winning these games versus the Steelers and the Ravens they just can't keep getting beat year after year um, but give me the give me the Browns early um, with the nine points all right man that's a solid bet nine points is a lot man nine, don't get it yeah, twisted and, and, we, and real quickly did you ever get to the bottom of what happened with Earl Thomas I you know this guy went berserk doing something yeah I think he punched somebody out or yeah I think I think he missed the coverage and he missed the coverage in practice by doing by freestyling and just uh feeling the game and doing his own thing and like he gave up a touchdown or something like that and uh somebody said something about it to him and then I think he punched the guy in the face 
So they released him for that. Yeah, I know. I thought he was going to get picked up a lot sooner, but uh, maybe the words out with his attitude, uh, and we'll see. But he, he, he was another stud that they had on their squad. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I thought it was uh, very, very interesting, man, that story. That, and the fact that he's not picked up is uh, quite, quite unsettling. Uh, we can move on to the next game, though. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. The first year they're going to be in Las Vegas. Uh, it's gonna be they're gonna be at the Carolina Panthers with uh, Terry Bridgewater. Vegas has the um, Las Vegas Raiders by three. Uh, Duncan Index likes the Carolina Panthers by two and a half. He's gonna go with Carolina plus three at home. Um, this is gonna be an interesting uh, matchup. Carolina Panthers has worked on their offense and their weapons. Um, the Raiders are. I mean, the Raiders have a lot uh, to be desired as well with Derek Carter at their quarterback still. Um, I'm not sure if he's the, the the answer that they're looking for. Um, this one's tough. I'm, I'm going to go with John Gruden. I just think John Gruden is going to have his team a little bit more prepared than the Panthers um, this year. And I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders uh, minus three on the road to, to defeat the Carolina Panthers. How do you see this game, stat guy? Yeah, it's going to be a difficult thing in Las Vegas, you know, with these Raiders. But I, I agree 100% with your John Gruden. Not that I'm a big fan of his, but I think he's going to have these guys ready. You know, he did get rid of, uh, you know, Amari Cooper and and Mackie. I, I, that's indefensible, you know. Their defense, you know, don't get any turnovers. It was like the lowest in the league, they've been, you know, winning, you know, six games, four games, seven games, three games, you know, the last three years. So they, they're not a juggernaut. Uh, but, you know, facing um, the Panthers, who've had, you know, a new head coach in Matt Rule, you know, he's supposed to be some kind of uh, guru, the new guy, you know. But it's going to be McCaffrey left, McCaffrey right, McCaffrey up the middle. Facts. Uh, you know, for this, uh, but it's a wasteland out there in, in Carolina right now. I, I believe, and, and I'm going to take the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely, man. Um, I understand that the Panthers. You know, they have a good rushing attack. They got Bridgewater. He's a pretty accurate QB. He's a. He, you know, what I mean, he can win you some games. I don't know. Something about the Panthers just doesn't really sit right with me. Um, I think they they could have. Did a little bit more to probably get a better quarterback than Terry Bridgewater, even though he does win games. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, these are the game. These are the games that the Raiders must win if they have any idea of competing uh, with the Kansas City uh, Chiefs in their division, or if they want to try to. You know, there is an extra playoff spot this year. It's increased from six teams to seven. That might help out a team like the Raiders, but. Um, you know, again, they, they, they got a lot of work to do also. But this is almost a must-win, even though they're on the road, you know, uh, at the Panthers. All righty, man. Let's move on to the next game. We got Miami Dolphins traveling up to Foxborough to place the New England Patriots without Tom Brady. Uh, but they did replace Tom with Cam. So the Vegas uh, uh, spread has the Patriots by seven. Uh, Dunco Index has the Dolphins by two. He's going to go with Miami Dolphins plus seven. Um, I felt a little bit different about this game once I learned yesterday that Tua Tungavailoa, the the new uh, QB from from the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, is not yet starting in that role. They're going to roll out Fitzmagic again. 
um, for the Dolphins, which I thought was really interesting. At the same time, uh, you got New England Patriots kind of in a transition from Tom Brady to Cam Newton. Um, I think Cam Newton has a lot to prove. I think Bill Belichick has a lot to prove. I think the Patriots are still, they still have Gilmore out there, you know what I mean, lockdown corner. Um, I I understand the Miami Dolphins added a lot of talent on both sides of the football this year. Um, I think if they were to roll out Tua Tungabailoa at QB, I I would pick the Dolphins because he's just such a wild card with his legs. And, and how he can throw the football. But because they still, they're still going to rock out with Fitzmagic, I think Bill Belichick can figure out Fitzmagic one one time to start the year off the right way. Give me the Patriots here, minus seven. Yeah, Patriots all day uh, on this one. Um, they've been winning, you know, your 12, 14, 13, 12 games the last, you know, last four or five years. Uh, they, it might be even a mini revenge game. I just thought about this as I'm speaking because – the Dolphins' win actually knocked the Patriots out of that second uh, seed last year. So, Bill doesn't. Bill Belichick doesn't forget these kind of things. You know, uh, they don't turn the ball over up there in in New England. Um, it's disgusting that Fitzpatrick was uh, Miami Dolphins' leading rusher last year with 243 yards. How can a quarterback who, who, who's a, a statue be the, your leading rusher? That's Disgusting. Yeah. End the conversation, Patriots. Alrighty. Next game, man. You got the New York Jets traveling up north, up to upstate New York, to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills at their their house. Vegas has the Buffalo Bills by six and a half. Uh, Dunko Index has the Jets by three. For what reason, I do not know. He's gonna go with the Jets plus six and a half. I'm not gonna join him in this assessment at all. I think Buffalo quietly. Um, is going to be one of the better teams in the AFC this year. I think Jared Allen uh, showed a lot of promise in that playoff playoff game that we saw them lose um, the wild card game against the Texans last year. I thought Jared Allen, for like a, a young QB, really played well as far as he played well enough to win. Um, I, w- I will say, um, and he showed like a little, just a little promise that I, I didn't know that he had. He, he has got some talent. They added Diggs on their on, on, to the receiving core, which is one of my favorite players in the league. Shout out to Turp Nation, Stephon Diggs. Um, give me the Bills here, easy. Um, plus, I mean minus six and a half at home to cover against the Jets, no problem. Yeah, you might have swayed and changed my opinion, you know, because the Bills were six and ten last year. Um, but can they make the next step with Tom Brady being out the division? This is right for the picking. If they can't get it done now, it's never. Mm-hmm. You know, defense is solid at the third spot last year in, in yards allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Tre'Davious White is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He shut down corner. Yeah, they got Cole Beasley's out there. You know, he's a not a playmaker, but with Diggs there, he, he'll have a little bit more uh, open space, similar to like a uh, Ed Elman in the Patriots. Uh, I was originally going to pick the Jets because that's six and a half, and, and the Jets played very well uh, in the beginning of the year. But um, I, you got C.J. Mosey opted out with the COVID uh, for the Jets. He was a stud that they signed uh, last year. Yeah. So for- change my pick on the fly and go with the Bills. Alrighty. Yeah, I thought the CJ Mosey thing was like the nail in the coffin for me for the Jets season. 
obviously everyone's a professional out there. You know what I mean? But I just and, and they got rid of Jamal Adams. It's like Jamal, you you you, yes. you lose Adams in the back in the back end of your defense. You lose you, you lose Mosley in the center of your defense. Ain't no way the hell they're stopping the Bills. Yeah. All right. Next game. L.A. Chargers at Cincinnati Bengals. I think Joe Burrow might be the only rookie quarterback starting week one. Vegas has the L.A. Chargers by three. Um, Yeah, they have the L.A. Chargers by three. Dunco Index has the L.A. Chargers by 11. I'm not even sure. He's going to take the L.A. Chargers minus three, by the way, on the road. I'm not even sure who the Chargers quarterback is right now. Who, who is the Chargers quarterback? Uh, that's going to be Tyro Taylor for now. He's keeping the seat warm. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. So, um, yeah. He's in his ninth year. He can play. They were on hard knocks this year, so I caught a little bit of the Chargers. Wait, they were on, there was a hard knocks this year? I haven't caught any hard knocks. Yeah, they actually was called L.A. something because they did the Rams and the Chargers were both the L.A. team, so they have to travel. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um... Yeah, um, this one is a little bit tough, but I'm going to go with the Chargers minus three. I think they just got a little bit too much talent for the Bengals, who uh, were just god-awful last year. Um, yeah, give me the Chargers. Yeah, again, this is a, a stay-away game. I know uh, Derwin James is out for the year for the Chargers. That was a big blow. He's like your Khalil Mack. He's like a super-duper stud on defense for the Chargers. You know, I know they still got Joey both uh he's a stud um keelan allen they got some paper but you know the head coach anthony lynn he better have his bags packed because you know he drafted a qb number one and you know you always get to talk of oh we need a quarterback whisperer so he's, he's got to be careful this year but cincinnati you know they were two and 14 they got the number one pick for a reason you know they were competitive uh, with Joe Mixon at the, he got paid. You know, you got AJ Green. He's a baller at 32 years young. Um, but I'm gonna leave with the Chargers. But that's a stay away game for me. Okay, man. Next game, we got my Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans. Let's um, go. Without without the fans, I will say, um, with the Tom Brady led. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, what a time to be alive to be a Bucks fan. Uh, Vegas has the New Orleans Saints favored by three and a half at home. Duncan Index has the Saints by seven. He's gonna go with the, the Saints minus three and a half. I'm definitely not gonna join him in that assessment. I think even when the Saints have a better team than the Bucks, the Bucks always kind of jump out week one. Uh, whenever they're playing at New Orleans, they kind of jump out on the Saints. Um, Fitz Magic has done it in the past. Like I, I, I watched Fitz Magic go in the the, the, the damn Superdome and get a win uh, week one. So, ain't no, ain't, you can't tell me that Tom Brady is not going to go in there week one and just tear them off the shreds um, in in every way, shape, or form. I think uh, our running attack is much better. Um, the, the question is, can, can our defense get the necessary stops? Because um, the offense seems loaded. Um, again, this is without preseason, so the Saints have a little bit more continuality with their team and their, their offense. Um, and Tom Brady is walking into a new system, um, but still, give me the give me give me the Bucks here, easy money. Yeah, I'm going to be on the other side of the fence, um, not for any particular reason. These are two well-known teams. We don't got to go over the players. Everybody knows these guys. New Orleans is a perennial Super Bowl uh, choice. You know they have a really uh, 
top-notch secondary in New Orleans. Maybe they can slow those boys down a little bit, but Tampa's loaded. This is a, this is one of these get-the-popcorn games out, and let's check this out. Everybody's going to have their eyeballs on this one, uh, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with New Orleans. They that firepower, but we'll see what Tampa Bay has. All righty, man. We're going to go to the next game. We got Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco 49ers. Uh, right now, Vegas line is San Fran by 7. Dunkel has San Fran by 11. He's going with the San Francisco 49ers minus 7. Um, I'm going to join him in that assessment, but I'm going to go with San Fran money line. I don't think they can cover a 7-point spread, but I definitely think they have enough talent rolling over from last year with Garoppolo and those guys, Kittle, and uh, some of the um, offensive talent that they just drafted uh, to definitely have enough sauce to beat the Cardinals at their home. Um, give me the San Francisco 49ers money line here. Easy money. Yeah, I want to concur. This is another game we don't got to go over. Everybody knows all the players, you know, with Frisco making their run last year. You know, but the wild card in this game is going to be Kyler Murray. Uh, he's had some maybe top five MVP talk about him. They picked up uh, Kenyon Drake, you know, from Miami. He put up some numbers. De- DeAndre Hopkins came in from the Texans in a in a coup. They came in with a with a mask. I'm not talking about a mask for Corona. They came in with a, a gangster mask and just you know stole Hopkins from the the, the, the the Texans. You know, you got the ageless, you know, Larry Fitzgerald. So they got some players, but you know. Um, I'm going to go with Frisco. I think they got a little something to prove this year. We'll see what happens. I'm going to, I'm going to lay those points and go with go with uh, the defense holding uh, Tyler Murray uh, uh, in check. For at least this game one, will it might be some, another story, you know, halfway through the season where this guy gets, gets going. But, you know, it's the beginning of the year. I'm going to go with the veteran squad. Absolutely, man. Now we've made it to our Sunday night football game. We got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to L.A. I'm not sure. Is the stadium done in L.A. or what? It's done. They got it going on. No fans. All righty. So the, the new stadium in L.A. is done. Vegas has the Cowboys favored by two and a half. Uh, the L.A. Rams um, are favored by Dunkel by two. He's going to go with L.A. Rams plus two and a half. Um, this, going, this is going to be an interesting matchup because the Rams... They took a step back from their Super Bowl run, which they lost to the Patriots. Last year was a down year for them. Um, they do have, they still have Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he just got that new contract. They still got, you know, uh, Aaron Donald, you know, on, on on that front line. They did, they lost Fowler. They, they lost a bunch of guys. They lost Gurley. So, um, but uh, yeah, and then Dallas, you know, they're coming in with a new head coach with McCarthy. I think Dallas has a little bit more talent than the Rams. I think Jalen uh, Ramsey and Donald can be some X-Factors, though, for the Rams to kind of tip the scale. You know, they're a little bit top-heavy. Um, but the Cowboys have a little bit more balance. Um, and I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what CeeDee Lamb does, the, the, the first-round pick out of uh, out of um, uh, Oklahoma for for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, because Jalen Ramsey, I, I guess, is going to take Amari Cooper off the field. So CeeDee Lamb is, is, is front and center, uh on Sunday Night Football, first game to really have a good showing. Um, I'm interested to see what he does. Obviously, Zeke is still there. Give me the Cowboys here, uh, minus two and a half to cover. Yeah, likewise, I want to go with that. I, I want them to, to, to put the Rams at 0-1 and start their season off. Um, 
the Rams again, they're, they they got into like a cap uh, salary hell. They had to color, you know, girly couple other boys that they signed or could not sign. You know, they're banking on Jared Goff, their franchise quarterback. Um, but um, the talent is not awesome. You know, I know everybody's still high on McVay, but uh, the Cowboys again after that debacle last year. Um, I think they're going to bounce back with McCarthy at the head coach, and you know he'll tweak them a little bit. Uh, but they're loaded. The Cowboys are loaded. They're going to be in contention. Uh, the Rams are going to be in the middle of the pack. Uh, they're playing at home, but you don't have that same advantage as you had in past years of, of the home field advantage. This is what's really going to throw off, I think, all of these sports betting to a degree until things get settled. Um, but um, similar to the NBA, it might be an improvement without the without the crowd. We'll see. But uh, the Rams again, they have some players, but not enough for the for the for the boys. Uh, give them to me. Uh, that was at two and a half. Yes, that was at two and a half. Oh uh, so, yes. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Cowboys and give me those. Yeah. Absolutely, man. We're moving on to Monday Night Football. Obviously, Week One Monday Night is always a double header. First game is going to be. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at New York Giants. Right now, Pittsburgh is favored by three and a half. Um, Dunkel likes Pittsburgh by seven and a half. I'm gonna join him in that assessment. I just feel like the Steelers have a um, better. They're just a better franchise right now than the Giants are. Uh, Daniel Jones is still pretty unproven to me. He's got some wins, um, but he's like a second year guy, and I, I just don't. I just don't think that the Giants have the weapons to to, to beat the Steelers on uh, either end of the ball. Um, so give me the Steelers here, uh, minus uh, three and a half. Yeah, I, I'm tempted to go with the G-Men, uh, but uh, I'm going to lean with Big Ben. Let's see what he has. He's, he's again, he's coming off a damn near season-ending injury. I think he played like one and a half games or so. You know, Steelers are not the Steelers of years before. Uh, you know, they, they, they're a little light in the pants, too. Um, and then they're not scaring anybody uh, like they used to. Uh, but uh, the Giants are kind of in a a holding pattern. Unless Barkley, uh, their fabulous running back, really turns it on this year, they might even win like three three games, three and thirteen type. Unless he goes off. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, man. I f- I just feel like the Giants. You know, uh, with all due respect, you know, if they had would have kept Odell. Then I feel like they're a different team. You know what I mean? Then you got Barkley, you got Odell out there. You could keep building with Sterling Shepard and everyone else that the Giants have. But I felt like giving up on Odell was was the the, the pretty much the downturn for the Giants as a franchise. It was a huge mistake uh, for them. Um, I just felt like Odell just brought that energy and that swag that they needed every night to make big plays and uh, be talked about. You know what I mean? And once they decided yes. not to be in the limelight anymore. It just kind of seemed like the, the whole franchise took a step back. You know, they they wanted to be uh, clean cut, and they don't want players with swag and all of this all of this stuff. I thought yeah. it was a very very immature move by their GM. Uh, G, I mean, Odell was the face of the franchise, man. Let's 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 just be real here. They shit them off to, to the Cleveland Browns. I just thought it was ridiculous. Yeah, you didn't see all of his jerseys up in the stands for no no reason. You know, the guy is a baller. Um, you put him along with uh, 
Egram at the tight end position. You got, I mean, killer speed. Then these guys like Golden Tate will be really be able to exploit the open field, but they can't do it on their own. They need somebody to open that that key to open the door, and mm-hmm. they, they lost the key. So yeah. what are they going to do? Now we're going to sack the lineup against Barkley. We're going to stop him, break him into two. We're going to make Daniel Jones fumble the ball 20 times in a season, and, and you're back in the draft. So yeah. let's just move forward. The Giants are the Giants, and we'll see what happens on Monday night. Absolutely, man. Last game of week one, uh, Tennessee Titans at Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver right now favored by one point. Um, Dunko Enix has Denver by four and a half. He's going to take Denver minus one. Uh, I'm not going to join him in that assessment. I think uh, the Tennessee Titans are coming off a pretty strong, solid effort in the playoffs last year. They're going to want to win week one. They just signed the clown. They just signed J- the David A.R. Clowney. Uh, Derrick Henry's still going to be playing out there. Um, it's all about Denver and stopping the run. And I think Tannehill kind of re- re- resurrected his career a little bit. I, don't, I never thought he was a bum in Miami or anything like that. I just think that uh, with, with, with a good running game and some good wide receivers that they've been drafting in the first round, I think Tannehill is good enough to get a win uh, with this Tennessee Titans team. And I like the, the coaching hire of Mike Vrabel, uh, former from the Patriots staff. Um, I think he's a gritty head coach, and uh, the mentality of the Tennessee Titans ever since he became head coach has kind of changed into a tough-minded, gritty team. Um, I remember last year betting on the Tennessee Titans. They were kind of wishy-washy, but I think that uh, the playoff kind of solidified their identity. Uh, How do you see this game? Wow. Great analysis there. You know, we we last segment, we just talked about a key that's going to open the door uh, Javain, uh Clowney is that kind of a player. You know, he pushes everybody back into the, you know, into their proper locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's a game changer. He's a wrecking ball, um, and, and he fits their uh, their mindset as far as that hard nosed football. I'm gonna, you know, I'm a little suspect on Tanner Hill, but you know, you got big boy Derrick Henry back there running the ball. Um, I, I I heard that uh, Von Miller is out possibly for the year, defensively mm-hmm. for the Broncos. That's a major hit. Um, I don't see a whole lot of talent. You know, John Elway is thinking he's still got uh, uh, Peyton Manning and those boys, which he inherited a lot of those players. But he, he he's living off of that, and mm-hmm. along with his two Super Bowl championships as a quarterback with with that franchise. You know, and they're out there doing a lot of. Uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're lighting up before the game. So I don't think Denver is uh, as in tune with some of these other areas of uh, the uh, sport. They got Drew Locke like he's the next coming of, 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 of Peyton Manning. But I, I don't know anything about him. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's always dinged up. You know, they signed him from their rival, the Chargers. You know, but we'll see. But I want to go definitely with the Tennessee Titans for that late game on on, on Monday night. Okay, man. There you guys have it, man. There is the Against Spread Podcast. Those are our picks for week one, guys. Make sure you guys tune in, like, and subscribe. Stack guy, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here? Yeah, we're going to be quiet for the first week. We talked long enough, so let's get out of here, man. Okay. All right, man. We are signing out. Follow me on Twitter at War Report Radio. Follow me on Instagram at War underscore Report underscore Radio. And, man, I've been Jared Adams, man. That is the stat guy, man. We are out, man. Peace.